All right, Fritzberger, bloodandfaith.com. This is the after show. It's the 29th of January, 2023. A quick shout out to uh, a friend of mine named, I won't tell you, uh, happy birthday. Uh, uh, listen, there's, there's a, a movement to stifle truth out there. I would say that it's a movement to curtail your free speech or a movement to impose censorship. But that would, as some people say, that would bury the lead. It's a movement to hide the truth from mankind. It's a very powerful movement led by very powerful people, led by the synagogue of Satan, in many cases led by those who are of the evil one, and they mask it in all kinds of righteousness. We need to hide misinformation, and we need to hide hate speech. We need to crush hate speech in all its forms. We must hide disinformation in order to protect people. This is, this is global. The United Nations has made a move for this. Many members of Congress have made a move for this. The high-tech companies have been implementing this. Facebook, Twitter, Google, YouTube. And it's not about getting rid of hate speech. Hate speech is when you call somebody a Nazi. Hate speech is when you call somebody a racist and a Nazi and a fascist and a Hitler. That's hate speech. And all the usual suspects are, are, are engaged in the kind of hypocrisy that Jesus Christ came after. Anti-defamation league. What's the head of the ADL? Green splat, something like that. When he is out there calling people racists and Hitlers and Nazis, he's a hypocrite. When he's out there saying he's against hate speech, yet he's spreading hate speech, he's the same hypocrite that Jesus Christ dealt with. He said, you hypocrites, man. How, how are you going to escape the sentence of hell? How are you going to escape the sentence of hell? And these men out there, like Greensblatt, Greenblatt, whatever his name is, Oh, we're against hate speech in all its forms. These people are racist and sexist and Nazis and anti-Semites. That is hate speech. Comparing somebody to Adolf Hitler in this day and age is hate speech. It's designed to reduce you to something below a citizen, below a human being, so that you don't have the protections of the Constitution, or the protections according any member of society. These are the same hypocrites that Jesus Christ dealt with. The Pharisees of today are the Pharisees of 2,000 years ago. The, the, roiling in self-righteousness. Roiling in their own hypocrisy. Oh, we're against hate in all its forms. And they go out there and they tell people, you need to hate these people. You should hate that person. Hate them because they're racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, and anti-Semitic. Come on, churches. I want to I hear this ring from the pulpits. When are the preachers going to get it, man? When are the preachers going to get it? When you got people like the head of the ADL coming after Christians saying they can't say that because it's homophobic, they're the hypocrites that are spreading hate speech. They're the Pharisees of today. 
They're the new Pharisees, same as the old Pharisees. And they're right out of the synagogue of Satan. They're the same people that Jesus Christ said that you are of your father the devil. I'm not stopping this. I'm not going to stop preaching this stuff until the church wakes up. And they go out there and they preen in their self-righteousness. Look at me. Look at me. I'm more righteous than anybody else. I'm not racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, or anti-Semitic like Fritz Bergeron is. Oh, no. All you good people out there, you need to hate him. Hate the, hate the neo-Nazis. <laughs> not, not that I have anything to do with that, because I don't. Hate the anti-Semite. Hate the homophobic. Hate the queerphobic. So they're out there spreading hate speech. They are what they claim to be against. And again, hypocrisy is not personal moral failures. It's not. Sorry, it's not. It's doing the kind of things that the Anti-Defamation League does. Spreading hatred when they say they're against hatred. And that's what they do. When you, you, when you go out and you call somebody, you know, all these dirty names, which are really ultimately accusations against Jesus Christ. Let's be clear about that. Ultimately, these are accusations against Jesus Christ. And the church has got to wake up to this. Got to wake up. They're not coming after you. They're going after Jesus Christ to accuse him of being racist and being anti-Semitic and being divisive and intolerant. That's who it's ultimately against. And it's, it's, a, it's a drive to turn people away from the Word of God and Jesus Christ. And it's, and it's very effective, and, and they're doing it. Now Christians will say, oh, we believe in the Bible. No, you don't. You don't. Sorry. Till I hear you preaching from the pulpit, Revelation 2.9, Revelation 3.9, John 8.44, 1 Thessalonians 2.15, you're not preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. You're, you're terrified of the Antichrist. You're terrified of the synagogue of Satan. You're terrified of offending The Antichrist. You're more afraid of offending the Antichrist than Jesus Christ. That's not a position you want to be in as a pastor, as a Christian. So all these movements, they're coming from everywhere. Europe, United Nations, EU, United States Congress, all the tech giants, the only thing that's so far stood in its way is in the United States you have this thing called the First Amendment. And the scribes, they're called scribes. Scribes from 2,000 years ago are the same as the scribes say. There's the lawyers and the bureaucrats who find a way around the law in order to justify their tyranny. That's what you got today. It's the same 2,000 years ago as it is today. All these characters, the old Pharisees, the same as the new Pharisees. The old scribes are the same as the new scribes. You've got all these petty judges and attorneys and bureaucrats that are out there trying to manipulate and get around the law in order to impose their tyranny. Same today as it was 2,000 years ago. Oh, yeah, we know about the First Amendment. I've had people, I've had senior government bureaucrats tell me in my face, it's not about the First Amendment. <laughs> right now, you know, right, right there, you know they're lying. It's exactly about the First Amendment. It's exactly about it. But there are a bunch of scribes. they got all their little scribes saying, no, it's not about the First Amendment. It's about this, that, and the other thing. Anything but that. Scribes are the same today as they were 2,000 years ago. They haven't gone away. You want to know, how, you want a, a book on political science? Read the book of Acts. Read the Gospels. Well, it's just a religious book about morality. Oh, baby, man. 
Let me tell you something. If that was the case, they never would have crucified Jesus Christ. It's about power and authority and truth. That's what it's about, and that's why the synagogue of Satan murdered him. Let's, let's be clear, as if I haven't been clear enough. I'm kind of clear on my podcast. Maybe confusing to people who haven't been listening to me for any length of time. Jesus Christ was not murdered because he multiplied the bread and the fishes. He wasn't murdered because he had a nice moral life. He wasn't murdered because he, he kissed the babies and, and, and he loved people and he forgave people. He upended the political order. And more than that, he came, he came against the people that had sided with Satan already. It already sided with Satan. Already sided with Satan. The Talmud people, the Pharisees, the chief priests, they already had sided, they already made a pact with Satan, already did. There was never a moment in the life of Jesus Christ where he got along with those folks. Never a moment, not one moment. From day one, from the time he was born, they tried to murder him. There was not one interaction that he had with the Pharisees and the chief priests that was friendly. He had a lot friendlier contact with the Romans, with the Europeans. But not with those who call themselves Jews that lie and are of the synagogue of Satan. Remember, these Jews sold out to Satan. They sold out to Satan. Jesus Christ was very clear to them. If you would have believed in Moses, you would have believed in me. And at the judgment day, I'm not going to be your accuser. Moses will be your accuser. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, they were not Jews. Oh, that's not what I was told. Church has got to pull their head out of the muck and go back and read the Holy Scriptures. Who is the Father of Jesus Christ? It's God Almighty. God Almighty is the Father of Jesus Christ. All ancestry is patrilineal. Don't tell me Jesus Christ is, is a Jew when the Father of Jesus Christ is God Almighty. How, come on. Is not descendancy patrilineal? Yes or no? Answer is yes. Biblically, it's always through the Father. Always, 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 always through the Father. The Father of Jesus Christ is God Almighty. Jews never claim him as their own. Never. No. He's the Nazarene. He's, he's from Galilee. His father was a Roman. He's a product of, of immorality. Pilate says he's king of the Jews. They say, take that off. Take that sign down. Don't, don't you dare insult us with that. The fact of the matter is Jesus Christ is the king of the Jews. He's also king of every race. He's the king of every people. Mary is a daughter of David, daughter of Jacob, daughter of Isaac, daughter of Abraham, daughter of Shem, daughter of Noah, daughter of Adam. Bloodline comes down through the male. You know why Mary? Here's why I love Mary. And I get emotional about it. That virgin woman never was one with a male, never became one flesh with a male. The sin nature was transferred down through the male. Through the male. That's why God created Eve, man. He knew what was going to happen. He says, before the corruption comes in, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to pull a woman out of Adam and set her aside. 
because the female does not trans transmit that blood down. And the female did not transmit the corrupt blood down until she becomes one flesh with a man. So the Virgin Mary, the Virgin Mary, the Virgin Mary, never having become one flesh with a man, was able to bear a sinless Christ child, conceived of by the power of the Holy Ghost. The Father of Jesus Christ is God Almighty. And the church bends over backwards in order to please the people of the synagogue of Satan. And then we bend over. We don't want to be racist or sexist or homophobic. So we don't, we, we, and I, you know, I've said this before, but you don't, we don't even need laws from the United Nations or the WHO or Congress or Google. The church self-censors. The church itself hides the truth because they won't say what the Holy Scriptures say. They won't say the hard things. They won't talk about borders. I talked this morning about the book of Joshua, about borders, man, borders. That borders are God's idea. They're not man's idea, they're God's idea. Starting with the Garden of Eden. He put man in the Garden of Eden, which means there's an out, which means there's a border. And when he sinned, he cast him out of the Garden of Eden and he put an armed border guard there. All the way up through the Revelation, the book of Acts, the Gospels, it talks about borders and boundaries. And Satan's all about transgressing borders and boundaries. That ought to be the first clue to the pastor. Well, I can't preach against defending the southern border from invasion because I'll be, somebody will call me racist. <laughs> I'm telling you, guys, I'm telling you. This is a setup to accuse Jesus Christ, to turn people away from Jesus Christ. Because it's like... I've said in, in the Jerusalem Post. We know that the New Testament is the most anti-Semitic book ever written. I mean, they say it. He says, but we don't understand these Christians, man. They're, they're, our, they're our greatest allies. And this guy, Shmuley Botich, sorry, I'm not very good at pronouncing his name. He says, the reason they come to these conclusions is they've done the same thing we've done. We've interpreted the written scripture with our oral traditions. He says it. Go look it up, Jerusalem Post, August 5th, 2019. It's called Anti-Semitism in the New Testament. Google it up, it's right there, it's coming right up. It's, it, it's must-reading. It's must-reading if you're a preacher, a pastor, teacher, if you're a Christian. And he says it, look, yeah, it's un, unquestionably it's anti-Semitic, but you know we, we need to keep working with them so that they override what is written with their oral traditions. And so we trap ourselves. Oh, I don't want to be racist, so I'm going to go vote for Obama. <laughs> we trap ourselves, man. Nobody's making us do this. We trap ourselves with these man-made traditions, these man-made moralities. It's the same as the Talmud people from 2,000 years ago. They come up to Jesus and want to talk about the washing of the hands. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. They want to talk to Jesus about washing hands. And Jesus lights into them. He said, why do you override the Word of God with your traditions? Matthew chapter 15. I, I don't know that I'll ever get away from this topic. Church needs to dig into this. So here's, here's, here's what's going to happen. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell you what's going to happen. The church is going to have to deal with this. Now the church has not dealt with it. So what's God going to do? Well, he'll, he'll do what he needs to do. Uh, I, 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 uh, I expect short-term turmoil in the United States and the world. Not that you can't see that for yourselves. 
And when things fall apart and the war comes, we're going to have to rebuild society from the ground up. And it better be rebuilt on the Ten Commandments. It better be rebuilt on the Word of God, not on these man-made traditions out of the synagogue of Satan. They're the enemies of all mankind, according to 1 Thessalonians 2.15. Well, I just can't believe that. I know. Well, that's what I'm here for. I'm here trying to tell you what the Word of God says. Well, I just want them to get saved. Well, they're not going to get saved if you, if you keep telling them that they're God's people. You want, you want to know a sermon to, to, to the people that call themselves Jews but are not, or of the synagogue of Satan? Go read Acts chapter 7 and, and just preach that word for word to the people that call themselves Jews. Acts chapter 7, Stephen's, Stephen's sermon to, to all the Jews, uh, uh, the Pharisees, the chief priests, the leaders of the people, Sanhedrin. That's your biblical sermon to those that call themselves Jews. It's right there. Hey, y'all, you prove that you're the sons of your fathers who murdered the prophets, and now you've become the murderers of the righteous one. <sighs> you can't say that. That's anti-Semitic. Well, if Jesus Christ and the Holy Scriptures meet that definition, then give me two, two portions, two helpings. This isn't, it's not supposed to be an easy road to go down. Not supposed to be. Never was supposed to be an easy road to go down. Jesus was very clear. Hey, you want to follow me? Pick up your cross, buddy. And, and all of life is meant to be a sieve. It's meant to be a proving ground for your loyalty. Who are you loyal to? Yourself? What's good for you? Hey, you, can, you cannot serve God and mammon. You're either going to serve Jesus Christ or you're going to go after and try to build your own little kingdom. Serve mammon. Well, you owe it to your family to uh, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> hey, choices, man. It's all about choices. And they're not easy choices. They're not easy choices. Who are you loyal to? You know how you overcome the evil one? By the blood of the Lamb, which has been provided, by the word of your testimony, opening up your mouth and speaking. And number three, which is critical, not loving your life even unto death. Not loving your life even unto death. Got to have all three, baby. Blood's been provided. I want to hear you open up your mouth and talk, and regardless of the consequences to you, your finances or your life, preacher, preacher, talking to preachers, well, I don't know. Look, look, man. I, I, I didn't write the scriptures. They're right there. Well, I don't. I think it'll turn more people off. Listen, the more the church has has tried to accommodate the sentiments of the world, the more worthless it has become. Surely you've understood that from the last hundred years. The more we uh, try to uh, be sensitive to the demands of the Antichrist, the more worthless we become, the more flavorless the salt has become. The more we've softened the message in order to please the Antichrist people, the more worthless the church has become. Surely you can discern the trends over the last century. Now you don't make it harder for the sake of making it harder. You just start preaching what the Holy Scripture says. Just go read That's all I've done. I am the most easygoing, get-along kind of guy. I'm the most non-confrontational guy you'll ever meet in your life. Ask anybody that's known me over the last 60 years. Except that 
I got a little bug in my bonnet when I started reading the Holy Scriptures. And it's like, okay, game on, baby, game on. It's the Holy Scriptures. It's the Word of God. It's loyalty to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, no other. I, I don't want to hear about God. No, Jesus Christ. All of life is a loyalty test. All of life is a sieve. Are you going to make it through? Or get caught up in building your own kingdom and, and terrified of, of what the, the enemy says. Who's the enemy? Go read the Gospels, man. Figure it out. It's right there. You don't have to, you don't, if you're a Christian and you read the Holy Scriptures, it's right there in black and white. Or red and white, or red, white, and black, however you you know, whatever color your Bible's written in. Times are coming, baby. Times are coming. And, and, and y'all are going to have to sort this out. And there's going to be a great sorting out in our lifetimes. Hard times are coming. They're here now. You just look around you. And they're going to get a lot harder. And there's a portion of the church that will wake up and say, okay, boom, got it. Got it. And, and then it's going to get real dangerous for them. Then it's going to get real, real dangerous for them. Because they're not willing to submit to the Antichrist. And the answer to that is exactly the answer to Stephen and to Jesus Christ and to Peter and John and Peter and Paul. It's murder. What, what else do you expect? What else is there biblically? What else do you expect for, for, for whether it's your name's Moses or Jeremiah or Gideon or Peter or Paul or John or James, whom Herod put to the sword because it pleased the Jews? James 4.4, 4, man, you want to be friends with the world, you, you adulterous person. You're part of the harlot. You're part of the great whore of Babylon because you'd rather be friends with the world. I, this ain't, I know, I know, I got it. This ain't easy. But wake up and see the fruit of the evangelical church over the last hundred years. What is it? It's American culture in 2023. We should be in utter rebellion right now that our public schools are now grooming institutions to, to destroy children psychologically, physically, and sexually. We're right back to Sodom. I mean, Sodom and Gomorrah. Remember when those angels went there? The whole town came out, young and old, young and old, baby, young and old. God had had enough. So I, I got enough of this stuff. Good old boy Lot, little righteous Lot, and he was a righteous man. He he didn't he didn't he neither left nor did he stand up to say anything. And he didn't want to leave. Angels had to drag him out of there. Righteous Lot. Bible says it tormented his soul daily, but he didn't speak up and he didn't leave. Kind of like America in, in 2023 with the evangelical church. Won't speak up and won't leave. And the judgment is on its way. It's coming. All right, that's it. Fritz Berger and bloodandfaith.com. See you.